And now, the BC Food and Wine Radio Network presents Anthony Gizmondi and Casey Wilson. This is BC Food and Wine Radio, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Save On Foods. Now, here's Anthony and Casey. Hello, British Columbia. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, and indeed, we may have been knocked down, but we're back up again, thanks to our intrepid producer, Anissa Hetherington. Anissa, great to have you back in the studio. Uh, Great to see you, too, Casey, Casey, uh, via phone. I know. (laughs) You're in the studio. I'm in my studio. Uh, Anissa, how are you? First of all, we heard you were sick. Yeah, it wasn't great, Tony, but it's so nice to see you guys and hear your voices. Yeah, good to hear you. Have you any good quarantine stories you can share with us? Oh, man, I'm starting to kill some puzzles, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> they have nothing on me, puzzling oh, for my sure. <laughs> God, you've aged, you've aged overnight. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I love it. I'm puzzles. Making, yeah, I'm making my own puzzle highlight reels when I get a good piece. Yeah. I make a whole little highlight, send it to my family, and that's that's getting me through. Oh wow! <laughs> what about baking bread? I'm not I'm not into baking right now yet, but I've never cooked this much for myself in my life. So well, it's Casey's big into I think Casey's big into cooking one cookie a day. So you might want to talk to her about that. Yes, yeah, so I'm cooking for one. Uh, well, Casey, we're uh, yeah, we're sort of back in the saddle today, and we're going to take our listeners around uh, the province, which is exciting. Uh, we're going to start out in the Similkameen Valley and have a chat with Mike Clark about uh, what's going on there. Of course, we're going to cover a couple of things about how people are coping uh, with COVID-19 and how their sales and distribution is going. So we'll cover that off. And also, we just want to get some uh, up-to-date information about what's going on at the winery and what people are doing and how they're trying to stay normal. Uh, we'll also head to Mission Hill, Casey, to talk with Daryl Brooker. He's in charge of a lot of wineries, so we'll get an update from him on uh, several of the uh, iconic wineries uh, owned by Anthony Von Mandelin. Finally, uh, we ca- I think we're going to Vancouver Island to catch up with Kathy Malone from Naramata Bench uh, to talk about the Hillside uh, Winery. Yes, and uh, we're also going to find out where you can get uh, food in the Okanagan at Mission Hill and also Hillside. Okay, so all that and much more coming up on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. And we'll be right back. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. The BC wine industry is all about people. People crafting products with passion. Save On Foods is proud to support our local wine industry by carrying the world's largest selection of BC VQA wines from producers all across our province. That's over 1,200 labels from more than 160 vineyards, plus there are new ones added all the time. Wines of British Columbia at select Save On Foods locations. For special offers in-store and online, visit saveonfoods.com wine. Tony and Barb Holler, owners of Poplar Grove Winery on farming in the Okanagan. The thing we've probably learned most is that the weather is never the same from year to year. And you have to adjust your farming practice according to the weather God gives you. It's just the way it is. Patience to wait for your grapes to mature and nothing is on a schedule. If your grapes need to develop their tannins and their sugars, you have to have the courage to wait. Enjoy the results. Join the wine club at poplargrove.ca. 
Black Hills Estate Winery invites you to raise a glass with them this spring to celebrate the start of their 20th anniversary season. They're offering free shipping when you place an order, purchasing six bottles or more so you can experience some of their new spring releases, like their elegant Chardonnay and Carmenier while relaxing at home. Check in with them at blackhillswinery.com to find the latest news. And for more information, make sure to like them on Facebook or follow them on Instagram. The Upper Bench of BC's Similkameen Valley. For those in the know, it's a special place that's the source of some of Canada's best wines. And it's here. Nestled in a sun-laden, stony corner of the mountains, you'll find Clos Winery. Surrounded by an idyllic organic vineyard using natural ferments and small-art artisanal winemaking, they produce elegant and age-worthy wines that reflect their unique land. You can find Clos wines in fine wine shops and restaurants across the province or order online at clodisole.ca. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Welcome back to the show. You're listening to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Uh, we're heading up to the Similkameen Valley uh, to talk with our old friend Mike Clark. He's the winemaker and managing director at Clos de Soleil. Uh, Mike, uh, how are you today and uh, how are you making out? I'm good, uh, thank you. How are both of you doing? Uh, well, Very as well. I said, <laughs> I like to say I'm alive, so I'm I'm pretty happy about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're good. Uh, we've been self-isolating and uh, not really going crazy. How about you? I don't know. Is it easier to self-isolate when you're up in a, in a somewhat isolated valley? Uh, it, it does help versus being in an urban center, for sure. But the challenging part of having a winery or um, any agricultural business right now is that a farm can't wait. So all of our work in the vineyards uh, themselves has to go ahead just as normal. But we make yeah. sure that all of our employees are, are self-isolating. And and what is that? Is it is it uh, are you finished pruning? Is it tie down? What where are you at in the vineyard? I just at the final stages of pruning right now. Um, within mm-hmm. the next few days, we'll be all done our pruning. Yeah, and uh, well, I hear it's been a decent winter. Did you see much damage, or is that all good? Uh, we think no damage at all. Um, so uh, until we start to see buds pushing it. It's hard to tell, but uh, it looks like we had a, a fine winter and no problems at all. So but is that an unusual situation, Mike? Uh, well, it's one of the perennial risks uh, growing grapes in British Columbia. Um, damage either uh, late in the fall or early in the spring. Um, so it happens more frequently than we'd like, but you do everything you can to mitigate the risk. Yeah, just quickly, like it seems to me like it's a cooler uh, start this year. Am I imagining that? Or um, Yes, though things can change so quickly that if we get a bunch of warm weather in coming weeks, things can really catch up. So I'm trying yeah. not to uh, draw too many conclusions yet. Well, I guess the big question is, uh, how are you selling wine, buy, people buying wine? What is the procedure at uh, Clos de Soleil at the moment? Our um, tasting room is closed currently other than for uh, drive through service, so people are welcome to order wine in advance, pull it up to our tasting room, and our staff will come out and load it directly into their car. Um, beyond that, most of our sales right now are online orders, 
We're blessed with really supportive customers and a public in BC that loves BC wine. So we've seen a huge surge in online orders, which frankly is a saving grace right now because it's otherwise a very difficult time financially. So we appreciate every single online order. Yeah, you're you're also blessed with fine wine, so I can see why people <laughs> might want to stock up. Now, you're offering I I understand you're offering a 10% discount for orders of 6 bottles or more. Is that is that what's on or Yes, uh so we are offering free shipping across Canada on every single order of any size and also a 10% discount as you mentioned on any order of 6 or more bottles. And one of the things I've been on about for years are people's websites, and I'm wondering, because uh, uh, I haven't checked it, all of yours, uh, you know, all of them all the time, but is there a lot of information for people? Say they want to buy your Capella. Do they get the info they need when they go to the website? Yeah, that's a good point. We've um, we've put a lot of effort into our website. In fact, even in the months leading up to this crisis, having no idea that the crisis was going to be coming and but it has paid off for us by having a really user-friendly online store and a ton of information on our website so i really encourage people to to check it out it's uh worth their time yeah that's great and mike i was really thrilled to uh read about your new initiative which is raising money for the british columbia psychological association yeah, um, I feel really personally honored to be able to play any sort of role in helping them raise money because I believe it's such an important initiative. They have a brand new program that they've just started to provide uh, free um, live counseling services for essential workers, so frontline healthcare workers, as well as all other sorts of essential workers in, in uh, BC's economy. Uh, they are doing so much for the public right now, uh, but they really need support because a lot of these workers are working in really trying circumstances. And so having this ability to reach out and talk to a counsellor is so important. Counsellors across the province are volunteering their time, but the program requires funds to be able to operate. And so uh, we're doing everything we can to raise money for them. So you're uh, you're uh, donating some uh, bottle four bottle packs or or ten percent of the price of those packs to the to the cause. Yes, we have two different four bottle packs that are available on our website, and ten percent of all the sales from those packs goes directly to the BC Psychological Association. And in addition to that, we're working on promotions with some stores as well, where every bottle sold will also have a dollar going to the BC Psychological Association. So Great. people could actually order a four-bottle mix pack and two more, and you'd ship it. And tell us, for you know... free, too. Pardon the me? Shipping, that is. Uh, shipping is free. free shipping. Yeah. Yes, and so what does shipping cost? Just to give people an idea, I mean, you, at this time, you're doing free shipping, you've got a 10% discount, and... It's yeah, um, so it, during normal times uh, for any delivery in British Columbia, uh, we charge $10 um, uh, per case for shipping. That's actually a subsidized uh, rate. Clotus Light chips in to be able to give uh, what's a very economical rate to our, um, to our customer. We use a, um, a specialized courier service so that they can really be sure that their wine arrives in pristine condition. I'm speaking with uh, Mike Clark. He's the winemaker, managing director of Clotus Lay. I don't want to upset the cart here, Mike, but maybe you could have a little box there that says uh, that uh, people could pay the shipping charge and you could forward that on to the BCPA too uh, because I know people uh, have, have it in them to give at this time. 
Uh, people are so generous. I, I think uh, it's amazing the reaction of the uh, BC public to our um, campaign as well as every other charitable campaign that's running right now. Um, what we do have actually on our website is uh, beyond the two wine packs that you mentioned, there are actually buttons for people who want to just add an extra donation of either uh, 10 20 50 or or $100. Super. Uh, well, let's talk a little bit of business. If we were to look at Clos de Soleil and what you're rolling out, what are the newest wines uh, that are coming out at this time of the year at Clos de Soleil? And what can people have a look at that they maybe haven't seen yet? Uh, so we've had over the last few weeks a handful of new um, releases. All of them are available on our online store. But the one that's probably getting the most attention right now is our rosé. This time of year with the spring and summer weather starting everybody wants a nice crisp bottle of pink wine and uh, I have to say our 2019 rosé that we've just released is one of my favorite vintages it's 100% Malbec and uh, I I could drink it every day so I I can't wait to taste that is there anywhere we can get it in Vancouver private wine shops or Um, yes so it's actually just this week uh, coming out to uh, most private wine stores in Vancouver. So it's going to be in coming days that uh, customers actually see it on the shelf. But in the meantime, uh, especially with our free shipping promotion and the 10% off, our online store is an ideal way. Yeah. Uh, that sounds fantastic, Mike. Uh, I, I don't know how uh, you, you, you were alluding to it earlier. You have a small crew, so you really need all of those people to work. Are you? Will you have enough? Uh, will you be able to get the work done to get, get through the season, do you think? Uh, yeah, it's a challenge uh, for wineries and for every farming business right now. Um, there are temporary foreign workers coming into the country um, to fulfill their usual role, but the program has been disrupted and wineries like ourselves don't have the workers coming that we uh, had been planning on. Um, right. However, we do have a really supportive local network in the Small Kameen Valley. We've been using local workers for years and so um we should be able to sort out yeah well i'm thinking that there'll be some people that are out of work as well in in both the okanagan and the smilkameen who maybe will turn to farming oh for sure i mean we uh, everybody needs the employment and the income that they can get right now and so um i'm actually pleased that we're going to be able to hire locals and pay them because it should uh it should help people Okay, well, uh, we really appreciate the chance to talk to you today. Just to recap a bit about Clos de Soleil, they, they, are, uh, they have a fully functioning online site, 10% off uh, on uh, an order of six bottles or more. They also have a program to raise money for the uh, psychological first aid, all that going on uh, to help people get through COVID-19. Uh, Mike, we can't wait to get back up there and uh, feel the wind in our face and, uh, you know, get by all this so we can uh, get on with our lives. And uh, we really appreciate you joining us today. Thank you. I feel exactly the same way. I look forward to uh, getting uh, beyond all of this and welcoming both of you to the winery again. Okay. Well, for now, like everyone else, we'll see you online. Great.
Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, thanks so much. Mike Clark is the winemaker and managing director of Clos de Soleil in the Similkameen Valley. Remember, folks, when, you, when you're allowed to travel next, uh, take that road to the south on the crow's nest, and you'll uh, discover a fantastic valley of wines uh, known as the Similkameen. You're listening to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. And we'll be right back with Daryl Brooker. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. Cullman, a family estate winery, reminds you that it's time to join the 2020 Fellowship and reap the rewards. Cullman's Fellowship not only brings people together through their love of Cullman wines, it also features exclusive benefits only available to members, like access to the Numbers Series, Cullman's Small Lot Program, as well as unreleased library and rare wines from their portfolio. For details, visit Culmina.ca. Culmina Family Estate Winery, creating wines of excellence through the blending of art and science. Calling all winemakers, craft brewers, cider makers, or artisan distillers. Canada's first wine village is coming, and you could be a part of it. Located at the gateway to Canada's wine capital in Oliver, the village provides turnkey, low-capital production facilities that are available for lease starting now. But with space for only 16 artisan producers, the time to act is now to be part of history and start crafting your unique story. To learn more, visit districtwinevillage.com. Hillside Winery is here to serve you, B.C. We're now offering free shipping across the province on all orders of six bottles or more. Let Hillside deliver direct to your doorstep and give you one less thing to tick off your shopping list. If you're a local, ordering online for pickup is easy and hassle-free. Hillside will happily box up your wines and have them ready and waiting for you. We're all hunkering down and preparing for weeks of social distancing. Hillside is here to make it just a little bit easier. Find us online at hillsidewinery.ca. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson, and I wish we were all together. Yeah. Nisa, you're killing it today with the music. Thanks so much. Uh, <laughs> Our next guest is, uh, well, he's a big shot. Daryl Brooker is the vice president over at Mission Hill Winery. He's in the thick of it in the Okanagan Valley. Uh, Daryl, great to catch up with you. How are you and your team uh, making out? Making out even better today. It's uh, it's about 16 degrees outside, beautiful blue sky. Spring is here, but uh, uh, given given everything that's going on, uh, I think we're in a pretty good position. We're doing well. Yeah. Uh, well, you've got a lot to look after. I mean, I know you're up at Mission Hill, but Cedar Creek, Checkmate, Martins Lane, Road 13, and now Liquidity, uh, all part of the uh, iconic winery group. So are you in touch with most of these people through uh, through this uh, crisis? Uh, absolutely. We stay in touch uh, mo- mostly daily, but they're, they're all doing well. They're great teams at each of the wineries and the vineyards. And so, uh, you know, on that side, uh, the farming, the grapes haven't stopped. The grapes don't realize what's going on at the moment. So, uh, you know, we're, we're staying busy, that's for sure. Yeah. Daryl, what is your top priority for Mission Hill and all the winery teams during a time like this? 
I, I think first and foremost, it's it's obviously to keep our, our staff safe. You know, that's the most important thing. Um, and then on top of that is to keep everyone employed. You know, we, we're lucky enough that we are an agricultural business uh, first and foremost, so starting in the vineyards. And with everything going on in the, in our country and around the world, it's, uh, you know, providing security for our, for our staff and their families as best we can. So keeping them safe, keeping them employed, keeping them motivated, uh, and, you know, realising that we're all going to come out of this. So let's... Uh, Try and come out of it stronger than when we went in. Yeah, Daryl. Before we talk about how we can get wine and what you're doing, I actually do want to talk a bit about safety. So, what what are you? What is your group doing? How do people handle wine these days? Okay, I know I can buy it from you, and I know I can get it shipped to me. Is it safe? What do you know about all that? About the way it's handled and what how that affects anybody. Yeah, absolutely. So first and foremost, uh, you know, it, it starts with packing the wine. So uh, making sure that everyone packing the wine is wearing gloves, uh, that, you know, the proper sanitation at all times, obviously, uh, wearing mm-hmm. face masks. Um, so packing the wine that way. We actually, all of our wine ships through a, a medical distributor, and that's not because of, uh, of COVID-19 and what's happening there. Uh, we've always used ATS, and the reason for that is that they're refrigerated shipping. Um, but in, the, in these times, it actually works out even better um, because, uh, you know, they know how to handle uh, how to handle uh, cases of wine really well also and uh, we work with our with our delivery company to make sure that they're, they're putting things in the right spot all of their staff are wearing gloves etc and uh, so we're, we're taking all the all the practical precautions that we can to make sure that there's no issues on that side yeah well if you come by my place I'm opening the packages outside and putting the bottles out in the sun for 10 minutes before I even bring them in I don't know if I'm going crazy or not but uh, just trying to be safe yeah, and, it's it's not a bad thing to do. And some people are wiping down bottles of wine before they use them with bleach. Uh, what do you think oh. of that? Yeah, it's a. I mean, everyone's got to feel safe and take their own precautions. We do wipe the bottles down on our end, so our staff are wearing gloves, which are changing regularly, and then wiping the bottles down before they go into the box. But that's as much for dust and everything else. But um, it's just what yeah. we're using now. Just for, uh, all these extra steps are necessary at this point in time. And you know, yeah. I'm I'm so impressed with wineries offering complimentary shipping, regardless of the order size. Did you feel you had to make a decision like that with, you know, the closure of all the restaurants? That loss of business is huge in the industry. It is, and it means so much to people. We're in the world where where complimentary shipping is, you know, almost expected. But for us, it was important to not put a minimum order size because we just want people to have have wine and stay engaged with our with our wineries and stay engaged with our winemakers. And so, uh, removing shipping costs uh, anywhere, regardless of where you are, and regardless of your order size, was really important to us. Uh, just yeah. To make yeah. I think it's about forty dollars for a case. Is that true for shipping, or is that? It depends where it's going, but yeah, it, it actually ranges from uh, about fifteen dollars up to one hundred and thirty-five dollars. Oh my where gosh! It's going. So yeah. that's a big give. Well, if you if you miss that, uh, you can order one or two bottles. Of course, it's not recommended super expensive for the winery, but at uh, Mission Hill, they're doing that for you. And if you're on a budget or you just don't have the dough, I think it's a fantastic thing uh, for them to offer you. Uh, Daryl, what about you? You got a restaurant over at Cedar Creek Home Block. What's happening there? Are they open or closed? Or 
Yeah, home, home block is closed, and uh, so we're doing takeout, and, and quite a few different levels of takeout. So there's traditional takeout where it's cooked in the restaurant. Uh, also, they can uh, we're putting together dishes that they can bake at home, uh, and then full yeah. meal kits where they can where they can take it away and cook at home as well. So there's there's sort of three tiers to that offering. That menu is changing weekly as well, which is and which is great in keeping. Where is that right. info? Is that right on their website? Uh, it's right on the Cedar Creek and the Home and Home Block page uh, website. It's got all the info. It's got the menus. It's got uh, all the options available as well. Uh, and we're just launching today uh, that we'll be doing take take and bake from Mission Hill Restaurant as well. Just for people mm. on the west side, Home Block's a bit of a far drive. Well, aren't they lucky? I wish I was there. <laughs> uh, this is quite interesting. I hadn't really thought about this, but are there trends? Uh, uh, in regard to what you know, the styles of wine that people are buying, have you seen something different than maybe out of the normal? Absolutely. The first thing that we noticed, and it's flattened a little bit, but the first thing we noticed was massive increase, and people were skewing towards more expensive wines, which uh, I wasn't expecting either. So I, I thought people would buy more of less expensive wines. They're buying less of more expensive wines. Um, it, it started to level out a little bit, but people are still skewing higher. You know, they're spending uh, thirty. Forty dollars on a uh, on a bottle, um, no problem. And so our average shipment has certainly gone up, but that's not by, just on the number of bottles; it's the average price per bottle. What keeps you up at night at this time of year? I, I think the you know probably the same as what's keeping everyone else up, Casey. But uh, but really, it's um you know it's just making sure that we can keep people. Uh, you know, I, I I think and I feel it personally. The the busier I can feel and the more I can feel I've got a purpose each day, then uh, the the better it is. So really, it's just about keeping our keeping our staff employed, and that, that's been fun. We've seen people work all across the business. Obviously, our hospitality side isn't as busy right now, so we've got hospitality staff helping out, packing shipping boxes. Everybody's chipping in and working across the business where they're needed, so you know that, that's been fun, but really it's keeping people employed. I think it's keeping the economy rolling is the most important thing. We're speaking with Daryl Brooker. He's the vice president at Mission Hill Winery. Daryl, uh, I've been hearing, I, I've been getting these invitations from winemakers or, you know, from around the world to sit down and taste some wine with them. But I'm wondering about perhaps what's being done for the public. And if you're thinking about doing online wine tastings or some way that the public can get involved in uh, trying these wines or listening to your winemakers. Absolutely. And uh, so we've launched a, a couple of offers already where uh, people are we're shipping the wines to them. It's a it's a curated uh, pack of four or pack of six wines. And then uh, and then we're going on to live tastings, you know, uh, six, seven days later once they've received the packages and, uh, you know, trying for a Friday afternoon at four o'clock or a Thursday afternoon at four o'clock and times like that. So it took us a little while to, to get it organized and get the shipments out. But uh, we'll, we'll be starting to go live with those tastings next week, which is really exciting. And those those details are on our websites as well. Well, what my son-in-law, Mark, said about the best thing about the coronavirus issues is that the happy hour starts at 1 p.m. <laughs> I think he's right. I know, and you know what? Everybody's drinking more. I'm on Zoom. You don't even think about going on a Zoom conference without a glass of wine in your hand. Exactly. It's uh, This is the new way of living. Um, it is. I love this change. <laughs> How do you think, uh, what are you planning for at the moment in terms of timeline? Do you have any ideas, or how do you, are you just planning a week ahead, a month ahead, or... 
Yeah, we're trying to stay a little bit further ahead just because we hire so many staff uh, across all of our properties for the summer season. So yeah. right now we're trying, to, we're trying to stay four weeks ahead and we just updated all of our, our casual staff, uh, push, pushed all of our start dates into May. Um, it's a crystal ball, obviously. Um, my, my hunch is um, mid to late May. I, I'm hoping that things will loosen up a, up a little bit. I still fully expect we'll have a summer season. It's just going to be different to a normal summer season. And, um, you know, so we're starting to think about that how we offer different experiences across our properties as well. Yeah, I'm wondering how the tasting at the wine bar thing will go uh, when this is all over. It's, it's probably going to be a slow pickup again. I agree. I think I think the more interesting offerings uh, are going to be small groups and being able to offer experiences for groups that are traveling together, you know, four people, six people maybe, but, you know, right. one or two cars. Uh, I don't think, you know, having uh, 40 people settling up to a tasting bar is going to be the, the way of the future, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, well, Daryl, always great to catch up with you. There's so many things I uh, wish I could talk to you about. I'm going to save them for another time, but I know you have a great drone story, so I want to uh, get back to talk to you about uh, those developments and uh, some of the things you're doing. And also, we didn't really mention, uh, you. you uh, I, I was talking to Anthony about acquiring liquidity. Of course, he likes to say that they just joined the group. How is that going with liquidity? It's amazing. I mean, they were already a great, a great business and a, a nice small winery there. So, uh, Allison, the winemaker there, is incredible. So, really, it's um, liquidity is operating exactly as it was. But it's it's been fun to get to know the wines, get beautiful vineyards uh, in Okanagan Falls there as well. So, uh, it's going really well, but but very slow steps to make sure we don't disrupt liquidity as a business. Right. On. Well, Daryl, you're vice president, but to me, you'll always be the king of the hill. Uh, I love it. I love that nickname. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Brooker, thanks so much uh, for joining us today. And again, folks, uh, you can buy any amount of wines you prefer from uh, uh, Mission Hill and the gang at the moment. You can check all that online at missionhillwinery.com. Daryl, we hope to see you soon uh, in the Valley. Absolutely. Thanks for your time. Thank, Thank you. you. Daryl Brooker, Vice President, Mission Hill Winery. That dude's got a big job, Casey, and uh, I don't know how they do it. Just every day changing the plan, changing and moving uh, really uh, like everybody else, being nimble and uh, quick afoot at this, these times. Right. What worked for Monday doesn't work for Thursday. You got it. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Up next is Kathy Malone from Hillside Winery. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. The BC wine industry is all about people. People crafting products with passion. Save On Foods is proud to support our local wine industry by carrying the world's largest selection of BC VQA wines from producers all across our province. That's over 1,200 labels from more than 160 vineyards. Plus, there are new ones added all the time. Wines of British Columbia at select Save On Foods locations. For special offers in-store and online, visit saveonfoods.com wine. Mount Boucherie Estate Winery regretfully announces that due to recent developments, all on-site operations at the winery will cease for the foreseeable future. The health and safety of customers and staff are paramount, and therefore, they will be delaying the opening of their new facilities until further notice. The online store will remain open, with free shipping for orders of six bottles or more, and pickup will be available from the wine shop in West Kelowna. For more information and updated developments, please visit mtboucherie.com. Springtime at Spirit Ridge Resort means sunshine, lounging poolside, dining, relaxation, and wine tasting. 
Enjoy the day with horseback riding, wine tours, a round at the on-site golf course, even a relaxing spa treatment. At night, warm up around a cozy fire or do some stargazing. Spirit Ridge has it all. Discover a true wellness-centered oasis in the heart of Canada's only desert at Spirit Ridge Resort in Asuyus and experience like none other. Part of the Unbound Collection by Hyatt. Visit spiritridge.ca. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. And uh, we are so delighted to catch up with our friend Kathy Malone. Of course, she's the winemaker at Hillside uh, Winery in the, on the Naramata bench and uh, is busy looking after her mom. How are you, Kathy? I'm, I'm great. You're, Better every you're, day. Your mom and mine, are uh, they have something in common. They're both 92. Oh, really? You didn't yeah. tell me that. Yeah, that's pretty. I didn't know that. I didn't know somebody fifty could have a mother ninety-two. <laughs> <That's> amazing, right? <laughs> How are you, Kathy? I'm well. I'm well. I would like you know my the old world back, but it's, you know we're learning yeah. something from all of this, right? I think we'll we'll end up better humans as as a result. So I yeah. sure hope so. Yeah. Uh, in fact, uh, well, you've mentioned already that everybody's thinking outside of the box at Hillside. What What do you mean by that when you say that? Well, you know, we, we were scheduled for our bistro opening, um, sort of the moment everything hit. Um, it was supposed to be March 20th. And um, with a new chef, our sous chef has, has taken the reins. Really? Um, Archambault. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Brent has moved on to other endeavors, and so we've we've brought Gene up. Man, what a trial by fire for him! Um, Bet. But he and Lisa Henderson, our bistro manager, have been um, really brainstorming on on what what can be done. And so we they had a takeout menu for the last couple of weeks, and now we're transitioning to uh, a take and bake. So they have a handful of items that are oven ready, and yep. um, so you can enjoy Hillside at home. That's and you a do great that, idea. Uh, you do that by going online to have a look at what's available, or how, how does that work? Yeah, you can go online. It's also on all of our social media platforms. Okay. Yeah, and we, have, we did a, a renovation this, this winter in the wine shop by chance, added a, a pass-through window, you know, we uh-huh. opened up that, that deck window so that you yeah. actually look out onto the vineyard. It's stunning. It's fantastic. And uh, so it's perfect now for wine shop because people can come in and pick up, pick up wine. Well, not come in. They can yeah. come to They can safely the drive by and, yeah, and pick it up. Yeah, yeah that's right. And, and so, you know, we just have a couple of staff working and they can, from six feet away, they can describe yeah. the wine beautifully. And yep. um, people can just place their order and, and get their wine. So Super. And, how, of how, course, you've got free shipping. It seems everybody in the Okanagan's doing that, so that's yes, wonderful. And do you have a minimum? Um, six bottle, just because that's what our shippers are. So it's been multiples of six. Yes. I mean, that's best for you, too, right? So. Right. 
How was uh, how was winter on the on the Naramata bench, sub GI? Um, you know, it was it was a, a pretty mild winter except for the uh, ten days that I was in Mexico. <laughs> Ice wine was picked in my absence. Oh, um, that's kind of interesting. I know it was, uh, it was uh, it was unlucky for me, of course, yeah. but um, uh, you know everything has uh, come through winter well, and yep. um, we have we're just a, a bit below normal in terms of seasonal temperatures, uh, which is is kind of a, a good thing because you don't want early bud break and then frost damage or anything like that. So. Um, you know, we're pretty hopeful that we'll go into the season very strong. Yeah. I just want to ask you a quick question for listeners. Uh, because you were such a champion of the sub-GI and, and I was, you know, desperate to get some of these in place, what do we see on labels? What's the transition like? Are we seeing Naramata Bench now, uh, uh, BQA, on the label? Or uh, how is that working across the sort of the bench? Across the bench? Um I, I guess it, it's um, on and off. I think a lot of wineries have some wines that are um, Naramata, exclusively Naramata yeah. Bench. Like the and new white so, wines, I guess, would qualify right away. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, what we did actually was um, because we have we have a new label design, which I think that you've seen. Yes. Um, yeah. and, and it's been really well accepted. People are loving it. Um and uh, we loved it so much that we we actually soaked off the labels on our single vineyard red our single vineyard Merlot oh, wow. series and and relabeled it because we just love the label and uh, we want to show it off as soon as we can. Um, and our labels are they're basically hardwired to be Naramata Bench BQA because um, you know that's part of the label design for us. So. You know, we made the commitment so several years ago to be 100% Naramata bench, and yep. um, so now, yeah, now I'm in trouble if if if, if anything uh, isn't exactly. If yeah. you need grapes yeah. from somewhere else, yeah, yeah, no, it's a uh, very strong commitment for us. So. That's a big decision to make, isn't it? A label. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. It's been it's been months and months, um, but we're we're ecstatic. Um, it's. Um, a really strong, strongly tiered uh, label design. So, you know, you, the customer can understand pretty quickly um, what kind of uh, winemaking decisions or, uh, you know, or vineyard blocks went into each tier, I think. Yeah, that's so good. Hey, I wanted to ask you about your wine club. You've done something that I haven't heard from other people. Maybe they're doing it, but... Uh, uh, obviously not everybody can stay a member of a wine club or is having some troubles specifically financially. So you've done something for them. Well, we, yeah, we can put their membership on hold. Um, our, our wine club is a point, uh, wine club. So with each purchase, you accumulate points that could be, you know, used for later purchases. And mm-hmm. so if you were, you know, you don't lose those points by dropping out. We just put your membership on hold until you feel that you're ready to start accepting wine again, which would be tomorrow for me. But um, <laughs> but uh, this this way you don't lose, you know, any of the of your previous um, benefits that you had from membership. So yeah. and we we have a shipment coming up. 
And um, we, we've had, um, you know, far fewer people opt out than we expected. Okay. Um, most people, we, you know, we have a, a couple dozen people who've put their membership on hold and, and just a handful that, that had to drop out. So mm. my well, mom's still in. So, oh, <laughs> great. Well, That's so you'll great. be getting a shipment. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, you well, also... And I'll, I'll also be getting a shipment of seller samples because while while I'm here, my uh, seller hand is uh, doing a oh, lot yeah. of mail work, rack and returns on the 2019 rads. And so, um, yeah, he's accumulating samples of all the new barrel um, uh, batches for me uh, that, that I should get in the next week or so. I can do my barrel evaluations from here. Mm-hmm. So you'll be drinking so, soon. Well, I'll be tasting, and it will shock my mother because, yeah. Yes. I love your gift certificate promotion. I haven't seen anything like this. For every $100 you spend, you get $25 free. Uh, Yes. Um, Yep, that's uh, something that we're hoping will show people how uh, sort of loyal we are to them if they're loyal to us. And for every fifty, you get ten dollars free. So that's wonderful. Yeah, and those those work for the bistro as well as the um, winery. And we're hoping, you know, we'll we'll be able to welcome people to the bistro again sometime this season. Yeah. So Kathy, we uh, we did talk about the new label. I just want to mention that uh, what you touched on. Uh, you talked about the single vineyard, small lot series. You also have the heritage series. Uh, with varieties like Muscat Autonel and Cabernet Franc. And then, of course, you have the Hillside series, and I wanted to get to there because I just want to mention that as I start tasting through the new releases in the Okanagan, one of the first wines I had was your Unoak Pinot Gris. I don't mm-hmm. want to embarrass you. That wine is off the charts delicious. I, I drank basically the whole bottle in about a half an hour uh, <laughs> with my wife. Uh, it's a wine I always dream would be a rosé, but of course it's just a slightly colored Pinot Gris, and I think it's sensational. You said to me years ago, and I'll never forget it, that you walk through these orchards and you there's a smell in the orchard that you just love, and you you just want to get that in the bottle, and you just killed it with this wine. It's so delicious oh. and so uh, safe. I mean, it just makes your mouth water. I, I don't know how you do it. Really well handled. Well, well, it's not, you know, it's an aromatic bench, really. There, it's that, I, I, I believe that we do pick up some of those orchard flavors. I, um, two of the primary vineyards for that wine are very near to where I live. And so, you know, walking around the neighborhood, I, it, late summer, I can smell peaches from the peach orchard and, and apples from the apple orchards. And I, I think the vines can, too. Yeah. So there's that. And then just. The the natural acidity that we get from the soil, so you know, great. Gives, yeah, it gives a great balance to Pinot Gris, and you know, it allows you to give it some skin contact to get that fruit into the mid palate, and yeah, yeah it's just a, a good uh, sort of set of of conditions. Yeah. You know, people people often drink drink wine; they drink the whole bottle, but but I'm because. I have so many, and I can't do that. But when I get a chance to drink a whole bottle, it really knocks me out because I know that I want to do that. Uh, this wine <laughs> makes you want to drink the whole bottle. So, folks, uh, and you told me you make quite a bit of it, so there, there'll there be some of it available for people to buy uh, online, of course, and uh, 
perhaps yeah, later in the mean, season. Yeah, we we sell out every year, but a lot of that does go to the restaurants. You know, it's it's um, on yeah. the list by the glass at a lot of places in in Vancouver as well as at Milestones. The Milestones chain, so you know, it does it does sell quickly when those those channels are open. The other nice thing is because it was a cooler summer. Um, a, I was able to give it a bit more skin contact, and B, the alcohol is a bit lower than it's been yeah. in in a few years. So, you know, drinking that bottle, you know, you could have two now. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> Kathy, uh, we have to go. So great to catch up with you. Can you give your mom a hug for us? Okay, hug. you give your mom a hug too. Okay? I will. Uh, I have to do that by phone, but I will do that. <laughs> and uh, I look forward to you getting a shipment of your own wines. Thanks. Thanks for joining us. That's Kathy Malone. She's the head winemaker over at Hillside Vineyard. They're on the Naramata bench, uh, one of the most beautiful spots in the Okanagan Valley. And a place we love to go to. Casey, are we ever going to get back there? I can't wait, Tony. Yeah. Okay, we have to take a quick break, uh, but we'll come back. Casey and I are going to come back and talk a little bit about uh, how things are changing in grocery shopping etc. You're listening to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. And we'll be right back. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. Have the extraordinary organic wines of Summerhill Pyramid Winery in the pristine Okanagan Valley delivered to your door. When you become an organic ambassador, a portion of every purchase you make at Summerhill goes back into your account, which you can use towards future purchases anytime. Share the love with your friends to earn even more credits. Find out more about Summerhill Pyramid Winery's organic ambassador program and order online by visiting summerhill.bc.ca. Spring is in the air, and Tinhorn Creek Vineyards invites you to celebrate the coming of the sun with a trip to Oliver before the crowds come. Their tasting room is open daily from 10 till 6, and the award-winning Miradoro restaurant is also now open for the season. Join the Crush Club and get VIP treatment, including club-only wines, early access to new releases, and more. Plus, pick up your 2020 Canadian Concert Series early bird tickets online now before they all sell out, and get all four concerts for the price of three. Details at Tinhorn.com. Come and get married in the land of Ing at Watermark Beach Resort in Osuyas. Beachfront on Osuyas Lake, Canada's warmest lake. One stop for all your wedding dreams. Gorgeous lakefront suites at Watermark Beach Resort for you, your family, and your friends. Farm to table South Okanagan cuisine. Dining and whining, laughing and celebrating deep in wine country. <laughs> Connect today. Weddings at watermarkbeachresort.com. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Uh, It was fun uh, moving around the province today talking to folks about uh, what they're doing uh, I thought because we, we were supposed to be uh, in Vancouver Island last week, Casey, on the road, and we didn't make it there, uh, obviously. Uh, in fact, I don't even know if we can get on the ferry anymore. Well, not from West Van anyway, so we have to go over town. Uh, I thought I'd mention a couple wineries. So many people doing things at Blue Grouse Estate. They have curbside pickup, which I, I imagine is contactless uh, pickup, where you just drive by. 
you make your order drive by and you can pick it up. They also have free shipping on six bottles, uh, as many do. And uh, one dollar uh, uh, of every one of those bottles from Blue Grouse and Quill is being donated to uh, to a Cowichan cause. So that that's happening at Blue Grouse over at Rocky Creek. They uh, they say check the website because they're changing all the time or their Facebook page for details on what they're selling and and what's available, discounts and shipping, etc. And at one of our favorite places, Casey Unsworth, uh, where we had some fantastic food in the restaurant. Yes, I was going to mention that. Unfortunately, uh, closed. They do have a takeout menu uh, for the restaurant, which I would highly recommend because the food is so great. And they also have a daily uh, drive-through service at Unsworth Vineyards. All that happening on Vancouver Island in the Cowichan Valley. And in the coming weeks, uh, we've got a couple of cool stories uh, cooking about food up there. So we'll uh, come back to you on that. Now, Casey, I want to talk to you a bit about grocery shopping. Uh, my wife's been shopping only because we've decided to do the one person uh, leaves the house and does the shopping, and that's it. Which is uh, exactly what you should do. And I, yeah. you know, when I was out shopping, I saw somebody with a family, four of them. Why they would take their kids, I have no idea. But boy, has cho- has shopping ever changed? Yeah. When did you I I, ever line up to go into a grocery store six yeah. feet apart? I'm not sure what you're going to say. I'm going to tell you one of the couple of things uh, because my wife is way smarter than me. Uh, so we've been keeping a list, you know, when we're Say, okay, we're running out of this or we need that. So we put it on the list. But after we have the list uh, put together, because she knows the store, the shopper knows the store, then she constructs the list by the store so that she can quickly get what she needs. It reduces the time of running around the store. So, you know, uh, the dairy list or the whatever, the sections of the stores it's laid out has made it much quicker, uh, spending less time in the store, basically. She came back today, and one complaint was, folks, listen up. I'm going to go on a rant. Uh, They have one-way shopping. Follow the directions of the store. Listen to the announcements. Go down the road the right way. This way, we all stay safe. Okay, Casey, what have you got? Good idea. Well, I would say how the coronavirus has changed grocery shopping is there's fewer trips and bigger baskets, Um, and people should not be handling the produce and I think this is something that will remain after um, the virus is under control so don't you know don't don't touch every tomato don't touch everything don't I know lift the oranges to see which one's heaviest just take them also what I know what I've noticed about myself brand names just don't seem to matter as much mainly because you you can't get some of them so you're trying different uh, products without uh, paying a lot of attention to brand names. Hey, I, that sounds that sounds like wine drinking to me. Yes, exactly. Pay less attention to brand names. Yeah. And another thing is, I've never seen empty shelves like I've seen. I mean, you just don't see them normally in a grocery yeah. store. Yeah, it looks like the BCLDB. Yes, it does. They specialize in empty shelves. Okay, I shouldn't <laughs> say that. It's tough times, but it's tough times. Yeah. And also, people are really thinking about what really is essential. Like, it's very hard. The first week, I actually bought potato chips. I never buy potato chips. I knew you were going to say that. I was going to say that. We never get them. No, I never get them. But I just thought, oh, I want some. I want a treat. You know, that's not good. I haven't haven't seen Sheila since she came in this morning because I'm on the radio. 
But I scribbled a few things on the list that we never, ever have, ever. Oh, good. I'll be <laughs> so curious. I want to see if they made it in the basket. You know, a good way to make a list is to take photos. When you're at home and you look, I'm out of mayonnaise, take a photo of it. Anything yep. that you need, just quickly, because it's so easy to forget. Yeah. And uh, I want. Now I want to. Sorry, I want to ask you because last week you gave a great tip about milk, about freezing milk. Yes. And I'm on to it. Oh, good. So now I want to know about cheese because I got all this cheese and uh, some of it's going, and I'm got to eat it. Like, what's going on? Well, cheese sales are over the top. I don't know why people are buying cheese. Well, I do know why. I mean, I I also stopped and. And picked up more than I usually do. So the big question is, can you freeze cheese? So you can freeze cheese, but you don't really want to freeze soft cheeses like brie or any washed rind cheeses. Or cream cheese. Or cream cheese. What you can do is freeze harder cheeses. But the best way actually to, I mean, I think, I don't know. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, um stocking four times what I usually do. I'm, I'm, right. You know, I think it can get crazy. Plus, I live in a condo. There's not the space. But what what you can do, especially if you're going to use it for cheese for cooking, is that you can grate cheese, and it will last three to four months in your freezer. So grate the leftovers, store them in Ziploc bags with as much air removed as possible, and they'll keep up, as I said, for three to four months if they're stored properly in the freezer. So okay. this is if you bought, you know, way too much of some of these cheeses, which I know people did, then just simply grate them and cook them at a later date in casserole, soups, pasta, cheese sauces. Okay, I like that. Uh, was so, that it for cheese? Or? Well, I want to mention the harder cheeses, and these are the cheeses. You'll hardly notice a difference in the flavor. Of course, cheddar, and then mm-hmm. uh, Reggiano, Grana Padano, Gruyere, Emmental, and crumbly blue cheeses, which I know, Tony, you don't even want to see them on your plate, but you can freeze mm-hmm. blue cheese, which was a surprise to me. Uh, one thing I have noticed, though, is prices going up oh, in general oh, I in grocery stores. I can't believe how much they've gone up. Yeah. So uh, you have to be very, you know, it doesn't hurt to eat a little less too, folks. Uh, you could come out of this pandemic uh, uh, thinner. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's weigh ourselves today, I... Tony, and see how well we do. Okay. Well, that's not, not fair. Easy. I think I've already lost some. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm still waiting for I'm still waiting for the government to announce uh, what they're going to do for wine writers because you know we're a special group of people we travel everywhere and uh, we have uh, I now we have gigs as I've learned I didn't know that I I did gigs uh, mostly to make money so uh, I'm still waiting for that Justin but I'm sure there'll be something for us uh, okay folks uh, just a couple more things uh, I want to mention for sure that you should. Uh, uh, and go to if you go to our Facebook page, we have uh, connections. Are we giving you links to the uh, the BC Wine Institute? They've got a fantastic list on winebc.com that tells you what's going on at, at most every winery. Well, certainly all the wineries in there uh, that uh, belong to the institute and what they're doing. So you can look at say Bordertown. You can easily go to Bordertown and see they have online sales, curbside pickup. Uh, and uh, they also have free delivery. So that's just one. Cedar Creek, Casey, by the way, curbside pickup, all contactless. 
but they also have uh, Home Block now has a takeout a, uh, food. Yeah, they got takeout food, a menu item. That's all available online, and you can also call. Uh, there's numbers for some of these places that you can actually call and get things. You know, if you're not super great on online, you can actually call the winery, and they'll they'll organize it for you that way. That's all on our Facebook page, on the BC Food and Wine Facebook page, and also on. Uh, uh, and we'll link you through to the BC Wine Institute. So all of that's available. There, there's actually, folks, hundreds of wineries there, and uh, they and can... I uh, want to mention something about cooking. I made a huge batch of chili, new recipe, and I put cinnamon in, half a teaspoon. Disaster. Mm-hmm. I couldn't Disaster. eat it. Disaster. Why would you put cinnamon in? Because it was in a recipe from one of the guests we had on the show. Uh-oh, don't mention them. <laughs> don't put cinnamon in your chili. I, you should see what I did. I ended up with a batch twice the size because I thought, okay, I'll take the meat and the beans out, put them in another pot, add tomatoes. Didn't work. All right. And if, yes. Well, okay, folks, uh, just a couple things. Keep your distance. You know, two meters is six feet. That's the minimum. It's not the maximum. It's the minimum, folks. So uh, make sure that you uh, practice uh, social distancing and uh, so that you'll be around next week to catch the show. Thanks for joining us today, though, and a real special thanks to our technical producer, Anissa Hetherington, who made it into the studio. Uh, we hope you have a great week. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. And have a quiet, at-home Easter weekend. That's it for today's show. Tune in again next week for Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. BC Food and Wine Radio is a TKS West production. Executive producer, Casey Wilson.